Hello to all our listeners of Church Matters. My name is Dan Dick, and thanks so much for tuning in. Burma, or Myanmar to some, has been much in the news of late. We've heard about an oppressive military ruling regime, poverty, conflict and violent responses to citizen protests, and a government that controls all the broadcast media. Burma is rich in natural resources, but the general population does not prosper from this wealth. There are more than seven distinct ethnic groups, many of whom have their own language. Burma is about the size of the state of Texas. It has a population of 55 million people, approximately 4% of which are Christian. What we don't hear about in the mainstream media is the state of the church in Burma, and so I've invited a special guest to join me and to protect his identity and help keep him safe. We'll identify him only by a pseudonym, John Ook. John Ook is a Christian presently completing a Master of Divinity degree here in Canada. When in Burma, he works with Ministry of Hope, an organization that plants churches, equips new missionaries, cares for orphans, offers education, and provides social development. In researching Burma, one can quickly get the impression that it is not only Christians in Burma who are persecuted. The dominant Buddhist people who comprise 80% of the population suffer from oppression and persecution as well as the many other ethnic and religious groups. Before we talk with John, I want to read a scripture text that speaks to a persecuted people, taken from 2 Corinthians 4, 7-11. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. John, welcome to Church Matters. Thank you for having me today. John, you've grown up in Burma. Can you briefly paint a picture of the state of the Christian church in Burma today? What are Christians allowed and not allowed to do? The Christian church in the country has been systematically persecuted and oppressed for several decades by now. Yet under the pressure of this, the church has begun to revive the spiritual life. And today I have seen tremendous spiritual revival, people movement in different parts of the country. Christians are basically allowed to worship only in the church buildings. There are a long list of things that the government do not allow Christians to do outside of the church buildings. For instance, we the Christians are not allowed to share our faith with our neighbors or others publicly. We are not allowed to organize any Christian gatherings. Worshiping at house churches are not permitted publishing and distributing Christian literatures to others. And also, we are not allowed even to help others as a Christian. John, can you tell me briefly about how you came to faith? I was born and raised in a Christian family, but I never received the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior until I became 14 years of age. I wanted and attend a gospel meeting there, the preacher spoke about the love of God, 
At that moment of time, the Spirit of God spoke in my heart and convicted me of my sin. From that moment, I received the Lord Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. So you have grown up a Christian, so you've been experiencing the oppression of, of Christians in, in Burma in your whole, for your whole life. Yes. It's my understanding, John, that Burma has many ethnic and religious groups. How do you characterize the relationship among these groups? Are they more or less united in their oppression and persecution? Ethnic conflicts and tensions have been present within the country even before the year 1960 and is frequently intensified over again and again in the past. I believe we need the special grace of God to bring about peace and reconciliation among these ethnic people groups in the country. But one positive thing that I have noticed, seen in the past, is people become more united as Christians under this severe persecution and restriction. So given that there is tension between different ethnic and religious groups in Burma, then how do they receive the Christian message for the first time? Are they generally open to it, or is there a great deal of resistance? In my opinion, the Burmese people are very gentle and friendly by nature. Also, people expect gentle and friendly approach and treatment. As long as we share the Christian message in a friendly way, they do receive it well. I have seen tremendous openness to the gospel today, but it is the Buddhist association and the leaders that are completely opposing the Christians and their Christian message in the country. So how does that play out in everyday life, that that opposition or that tension between the Christians and the Buddhists? How does that reveal itself? In what kind of ways does it manifest itself? I think that is a very unfortunate um, testimony that the Christians are bearing in our country today. I think the Christians have to live a better life, come together as brothers and sisters to witness to the truth among the Burmese people. I have seen the church have fallen short of the glory of God, have been far away from the point of perfection. I think we need a special grace to become more united, to be effective witness to the people for the Lord Jesus in our country. And of course, that's true in virtually every country where the Christian church is active and that it has fallen short. Uh, and, and has not always been its best witness to people of other faiths. What, in your opinion, John, is the biggest obstacle to Christian ministry in Burma? I believe it is religious racial discrimination, restriction, and persecution as a result of lack of religious freedom in the country. What can people of faith do in Burma to speak to those in power about that issue? I believe the believers, the Christians in the country, cannot do anything about changing the leaders' lives, their system, their attitudes. But they have begun to have an understanding that it is only God who can change and transform their lives. So the churches have begun praying for leaders across the country. Here in the West, John, many Christians have a social gospel view of Christianity, that Jesus came not only to save souls, but that faith in Christ transforms people's behavior so that we treat one another more fairly, and that this treatment also extends to those who are our enemies. 
Does a social gospel message have any attraction to the people of Burma in this highly conflicted and very uh, tension-filled environment? Yes, it does have. Churches have begun to pray for our leaders so that somehow the leaders may personal. And when, you, and when you say our leaders, you mean our, your political leaders? Political leaders, exactly, would have personal encounter with the divine grace. Many Christians do believe that personal encounter with God brings about faith, which transforms one's lifestyle upside down. There's nothing Christians can do about our political leaders, but we seek God's grace to be given upon our leaders, that this grace is powerful to transform everyone's life. John, in your mind right now, um, what is the most pressing need in Burma from a ministry perspective? I believe it is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in the lives of the Burmese people. When I look at the situations in the country, what I clearly see is the hopelessness that the people feel across the country. And I said to the people that all we need is a tremendous sense of hope, the hope that the Lord Jesus gives to the people. So in the Burmese environment, John, what, are the, what speaks to people about the Christian faith? How are they attracted? Is it through word or through deed, through scripture, teaching and availability, or something else? I believe it is both, by words and by deeds. They should go together. The Burmese people wants to see the visible expression of invisible faith that we Christians have in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Buddhist people and their teaching is deeds-oriented. When they see the visible expression of our invisible faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they understand the message of the Lord Jesus Christ in a way we will never imagine. Preaching of the Word of God is very powerful. When we share the message of hope of Christ to our people, people who never heard the message of hope for the past 50 years, they cannot resist it. The gospel is bearing fruits in the lives of the Burmese people as we share the word of hope to the people as we also demonstrated that word by this. The hope ministries that you work with uh, when you are in Burma, they assist with uh, feeding orphans and providing education and, and other, social, uh, other social needs. Does the government recognize the benefit of those services at all? No, the government doesn't want to recognize any good works carried out by the Christians' organization in the country. We are strictly prohibited by the government instead. That makes it doubly tough then, doesn't it? It does. John, can you give me a concrete example of how that might be illustrated in the Burmese setting? The Christian have been preaching about love of God to, to the people. In 2008, natural disaster that we call Nargis Cyclone that hit the country. And just one night, it took over 150,000 lives across the country. The government was not capable to help the people, the, the victims. The churches, with their capability, went out to the street and helped the people. 
And then thousands of people began to realize what kind of love the Christian churches have for God and for people. I think that's a very good testimony of the church in our country today. John, our time uh, has run out for today. I'm wondering if there's anything else you'd like to add or say before we uh, end this uh, part of our program. I would like to say on behalf of the people of Burma that we are so grateful to the world praying for our nation. We humbly ask that the world, the Christian churches around the world will continue to pray that God's kingdom will come among our Burmese people. Thanks and goodbye. Thanks so much. John, for taking the time to speak with me today, and I wish you well in your studies and in your ministry. Thanks to all our listeners, wherever you are, Church Matters is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thanks so much. We couldn't do it without you. If you would like to help us continue the program or support other Mennonite Church Canada ministries, call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca. My name is Dan Dick, and you've been listening to Church Matters. May you be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today and every day thereafter. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living. Salt and light as people of the way. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living. Salt and light as people of the way.